The first mistake is not working out the muscle groups. Number two is actually focusing on eating more. And our third point to the physiques that people make mistakes on is the timing, proper timing of nutrients. What's going on YouTubers? Hope you're doing really well. On this episode, we're gonna talk about three major mistakes that individuals make on the carnivore keto diet as far as physique building goes. And these are probably mistakes that a lot of people make on most diets. So these aren't necessarily purely to carnivore keto, but I see them all the time. When I think about physical health and I think about mental performance, obviously the core thing is getting our health right, getting our metabolic function, getting our metabolic flexibility, reversing any disease, lowering our body fat. But when we're talking about getting to a physique and having confidence and strength and power, when we're talking about actually building a physique that um, fills out athletic wear, makes you feel just like confident and builds muscle mass that allows you to have longevity for the long run, then there's a different game that's being played to some degree. And I think these mistakes are good to address right now because we're kind of heading into the summer. It's, uh, it's early June at this point. Gonna start getting into warm weather where we can take our shirts off and we can all be outside. And for most people, I think they wanna have that physique. A quick sort of disclaimer, most of the stuff assumes that you are physically healthy, that you are back to a level where you have control. Your body fat, if you're a male, is probably around 15 or 10%. And if you're a female, you're getting closer to uh, 20 to 15%. And so, again, if you're way beyond those levels, then some of these things, some of these things aren't going to make sense. But I think you can tune in and you can still get some perspective and understand how to build a physique and start working on that even if you have a higher body fat percentage. So let's dive into the three mistakes. So the first mistake is not working out the muscle groups to build the type of physique that you want. And this is kind of a blanket thing across the board. A lot of people, they just don't lift weight. They don't do exercises that isolate muscles that actually build the body that they want. For women, they tend to want to have a bigger, rounder butt. For men, we tend to want to have rounder, broader shoulders, a bigger, fuller chest, have more of a tight core, and typically we want to have strong legs and things like that. I think these are both kind of things that in general, most people want to have, but a lot of people will complain and say that I don't have a full enough butt. And then you ask them, how many squats are you doing? How many hip thrusters do you do every week? And they're like, what are those? And I have to go there and scratch my head and go, okay, so you want this part of your body to have a fuller, more dense muscle tone and larger muscle mass, but you're not actually working those parts of your body. Seems like common sense, but I do think this is also really important for longevity. When you wanna have strength, when you wanna have a physique that takes you into your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, you wanna be able to stimulate hypertrophy and actually grow the muscle mass in your body so that you have muscle to prevent injury, to be more metabolically adapted, to handle more carbs, to overall just be optimized. And here's the general rule of thumb. You've got to lift and focus on those areas. So if you're looking at your butt, you're talking glutes, hamstrings, squats, deadlifts, hip thrusters, single leg lunges, things like that are really gonna activate all the lower posterior chain in your body. You need to be actively doing those, those types of lifts on a regular basis. We're talking two to three times a week. And if you want size, you have to add weight. And the same thing goes for men. If you want to build a fuller chest, broader shoulders, you have to think about wide shoulder flies. You have to think about front shoulder flies. You have to think about shoulder pressing. You have to think about upper chest, incline bench pressing, decline, 
flat bench pressing. These all recruit and build the muscle mass that kind of wraps around your upper frame to give you the muscle mass that you need to sort of showcase and fill out where you wanna be. When you're lifting, I don't think you have to go crazy. I think you can lift at 80% of what you can max handle or 70% of what you max handle and still get phenomenal mass and growth in that physique build. The thing is, you generally wanna lift at a heavier weight and lower rep count to build mass. If you wanna tone, you wanna lift at a lighter weight and just do more reps. And we're typically talking about getting between the six to eight rep range. So if you're doing squats to build your boot, booty, you wanna be doing six to eight reps. And you wanna feel like by that eighth rep, you're, kinda, you're really getting a good burn. If you are doing bench press, it's the same thing. You don't wanna throw a bench press up there and not even feel the burn until you get to 12 or 13 reps. That's just not gonna recruit mass. That's gonna build more of a toned physique. And again, when we're talking about building a physique and adding muscle mass for all those benefits and the aesthetics, we wanna focus on heavier weight. The other thing to think about is time under tension. So time under tension means that you have your muscles more strained for longer periods of time. They're experiencing tension through your lifting process, whether you're squatting, lifting, whatever kind of lift you're doing. And the general rule of thumb is eccentric, negative, meaning like if you're doing a squat as you go down versus when you come up is where you're going to be able to maximize the tension. And you wanna go slower on your negatives. That's gonna prevent you from lifting as heavy a weight. It's going to expose much more of your muscle group to a longer period of tension and allow your muscles and signal to your body that it needs to recruit more muscle mass there and to grow it. So think about movements where you want bigger muscle mass, like your shoulders maybe, or your chest, maybe in your butt as well, where you wanna do squats. Think about lifting heavier weight and slowing your, your negatives and also making sure that when you get to that sixth or eighth rep, that you start to feel like you're at a point of failure on that first set. Again, focusing on form, that is super important. You wanna think about where in your body you're activating muscles. If you're lifting bench press, you can use your triceps, you can use your shoulders, and you may not even activate your chest. You have to really pinch your shoulders back and really imagine as you push through that you're kind of tightening up your elbows and your overall arms so that you're actually activating your chest and utilizing and hitting that muscle group. So it's a lot of that focus. And I got a lot of this from people like Mike Thurston and actually from Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was reading his book, Total Recall, his biography. And the idea here is that, again, where your mind goes within the body as you're doing the reps and sets is going to allow you to really activate that muscle. Sometimes you don't even need a lot of weight to activate that muscle, but just by using your mind and focusing on that movement and thinking about where you're moving the muscle and which muscles you're actually moving, you can get a really good powerful pump and burn to activate growth and stimulate strength gain in that part of the body. People tell me all the time they want a different physique, but then they don't spend any time thinking about lifting and focusing on that part of their body. And you have to do that. And I think I would argue that lifting heavy weight is really valuable for your hormones, for your overall body mass. It is something that builds longevity into you and really makes you a stronger person physically, emotionally, and is really vital for health. So I, I kind of disagree with people who don't do heavy weight training in the sense that I think it's important to think about longevity and strength training and, and gains there. And again, I'm not advocating that you have to go hardcore or risk injury 
but I am advocating that it should be a part of your regular routine. You don't wanna be unfamiliar with it, and I think, especially as you get older, it's important to kind of maintain this. Let's go to the gym, let's get some pumping in, and let's see what we can do. Generally speaking, I like to reverse pyramid train. That means that I start with my heaviest weight after a warm-up set, and I will warm up first with a lighter weight, say 50% of my weight max, and then I will go to 80% of my max weight, and I will start there and I'll go for six reps at, say, on the bench press, 200 pounds is just a simple example. Um, and then I will go down by, say, 20 pounds and go down to 180, and I'll try to push it to seven or eight reps on the second set. As you get more tired, you have less ability to lift the same amount of weight, generally speaking. So you drop the weight, but increase the reps. And so you wanna get the heavy weight out of the way early while you're fresh to recruit that maximum amount of muscle sort of stimulation, but then you can step down. So I'll do four, four sets, four to five sets on the bench press. I'll start at 200 pounds. I'll do four to six reps. Then I'll go to 180 and I'll do six to eight reps. And then I'll go down to 160 and I'll do eight to 10 reps. And I'll go down to 150 maybe. And I'll do 10 to 12 reps. A quick hack if you're a little older and you're really worried about risk or you have a pre-existing injury, don't, don't do all the weight right away. Modify. It doesn't mean you don't have to do it. It just means that you can adjust. Another thing you can look into is blood flow restriction training. That can stimulate a lot of muscle hypertrophy without adding nearly as much weight, but you can still get the burn and still get that effect to stimulate growth. And I know people like Dr. Mercola as well as Ben Greenfield who really have focused and, and talked about this at length if you wanna explore their content. So that was a big number one, heavier weights, lower rep count, focusing on the muscle groups that you wanna actually build a physique in. So number two is actually focusing on eating more. One of the biggest common issues I see with people in the community, especially with carnivore and also with ketogenic diets, is that they don't eat enough, they undereat. And this is a problem I had back in uh, about a year ago when I was doing one meal a day and I was doing a lot of fasting and I was eating a fat heavy meal and I just wasn't eating enough. I was very productive in the sense that I didn't have a lot of food to worry about, but I lost about 10 pounds of mass from where I am today in mostly muscle mass. Yes, some body fat, I was fairly lean, but a lot of people will see their hormones deregulate, they'll lose their cycle. And I have had conversations with individuals like the sisters and Sarah, Yogi Sarah, and one of the common themes I hear, not just from them, but from lots of people who've actually, I've talked to is like, you're not eating enough. You're not eating enough calories. In fact, a lot of athletes in general are notorious for under eating. Now, when we look at common society and the majority of um, the American people on the standard American diet, the, the, the problem is the opposite. They're, they're overeating unhealthy foods. But once you get this problem corrected where you're no longer eating unnatural, whole high quality food, now it becomes a game of, do I get enough calories in? Am I getting enough protein in my diet? Am I getting enough fat, maybe some carbohydrates for performance? All of that. And so it's really important that you eat a lot. When you look at people that have these physiques, they are lifting heavy weight and they're eating a lot. Now, I think there's a fine balance here. I'm not advocating that you just spend three, four hours in the gym every day. 
I don't even want to spend three or like two or three hours a day in the gym. In fact, I want to go to the gym maybe three days a week and I want to spend an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes and just get what I need done and then go on with my life. I don't want building a physique to interrupt and detract from my ability to focus on my dreams and my social life and all the other things I want to focus on. So I'm always about trying to optimize and find that sweet spot where you can spend just enough time but if you don't eat enough, you are gonna lose your results in the gym and it's going to be pointless. So again, you have to eat enough calories. And this comes down a lot for me, the big change was actually stopping a one meal a day and adding in a second meal. It made it much easier for me to actually ingest the calories I need. And now I probably do three meals a day. I do typically like a beef protein isolate midday to bump up my protein reserves and then I do a breakfast in the morning that's fairly high fat because that's what gives me the ketogenic mental cognitive performance. And then I do a bit of a later um, protein heavy meal in the evening after I've worked out or done some sort of exercise. And if I haven't, then I might go a little bit more fat heavy. But the point is I'm doing typically three meals a day now at a minimum in order to maintain and build in this phase where I am right now where I'm trying to grow strength build some size, add weight to my physique, because for me it's generally pretty challenging, and I think for most people, it's generally quite challenging to actually gain weight, especially when they're in a keto or a carnivore diet, because they're not, they're eating such healthy food, such satiating food, and they're getting all the nutrients they need, and they just kind of forget, they're not hungry, they're not getting carb, crashes, they're not getting these sugar cravings. And so you just don't have the same sort of dynamic where you would if you were on a standard American diet where you're just snacking and you're never satisfied. Your body actually gets a lot of the nutrients it needs. But again, when you start lifting heavy or you start exercising in a more intense athletic way, you have to put on weight and you have to do that by both stimulating and activating muscle mass in a heavy way and also fueling those muscles and the body so it can recover by giving yourself more protein and more calories. Generally speaking for me, I've gone from a little bit less fat in my diet now, probably from like a, what I used to have was around a 70% fat intake to more like a 60% fat intake. And now I'm doing more like 35% protein. So I've kind of tweaked and taken 10% of my fat calories and moved them over to protein and I'm doing a heavier protein intake, and then I still, I'm only doing carbs really on days when I know I'm going to heavily lift, and I'm experimenting a little bit at nighttime with, with carbs. But as a general macro, if you're looking to build a physique, you have to be mindful of protein, and you wanna up your protein so your recovery and your overall performance cannot be compromised from that sort of adjustment in the new athletic demands that you're putting on the body. And our third point to the physiques that people make mistakes on is really about the timing, proper timing of nutrients. Now again, I'm all about optimizing. So when I eat my breakfast in the morning around 10 a.m. after I've woken up for a few hours, I'm typically eating a higher fat meal. I find that when I eat a higher fat meal that's more low in protein without carbs, I have a much better just even keel energy feel. I don't feel like I'm actually dealing with sort of that lag of a big meal. Once I get to my midday, I up my protein intake to sort of like prepare my body for that afternoon workout that I'm gonna have. So I give myself some protein as a source to kind of pre-prep my body. And then 
prior to an intense workout, I actually do carb loading of 20 grams of carbs, typically about a half hour before, about 50% fructose, 50% glucose from honey. And then right before the workout, another 20 grams, 15 to 20 grams, just prior to the workout. And then as I mentioned in the last video, I'll add in exogenous ketones to sort of keep a bit of a keto feel to my overall energy and allow me to kind of snap back into ketosis and it gives me more energy through the workout as well. Some people like to work out in the morning. I personally have found that it's not as beneficial or easy for me to do that. Um, I find that I do my best work in the morning and then it's much easier for me to actually focus on a fat heavy meal in the morning, do my work, get through like most of the first half of the day where I'm gonna get the majority of the most important stuff done and then pivot to a bit more protein, do some calls and then go and start carb preloading for a more intense workout kind of mid-afternoon before I have my dinner or uh, maybe have a, a protein sort of shake after the workout and then have a dinner an hour later or something like that. All right, so I'm doing my pre-workout ritual. I've got some honey here, heat keto. I don't think it matters too much what brand you're using for exogenous ketones, but uh, I think they do kind of help with just giving me a bit of a boost, especially since I'm mostly keto in the, in the uh, mornings. But I'm gonna do some honey. I'm gonna do about three teaspoons of this, which equals one tablespoon, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes pre-workout, and then right at pre-workout, right before I go into my workout, I'll do another tablespoon. So I'll get about 35, 40 grams of carbs and see where I'm at with that. Post-workout, I'm going to do some grass-fed whey. I don't feel optimal on whey, but I had some leftover naked grass-fed whey protein that I wanted to utilize. And I don't notice a lot of negative effects. So I've got about uh, 30 to 40 grams of protein that I'll put in right after my workout for recovery. I have noticed that if I do this kind of protein post-workout, um, right following the workout, I seem to be less sore and have a faster recovery. And uh, it gives me a little bit of time before I have to go home and get a meal in to just get protein in my system to again, optimize for the gains and just get the biggest bang for my buck in terms of my time and my focus. So those are the big mistakes. One, you gotta work out the muscle groups that you're wanting to see your physique build in. With that point, you really need to be thinking about adding some intensity to your, your overall physical regimen. It's gonna help with your blood pressure, your overall heart rate. It's going to build body vitality this again is the big thing I see in people that have a physique versus those who just are more average or don't really have that physique. They, they push themselves, they'll do a sprint, they'll go do some sprints, they'll lift heavy weights, they'll train certain areas of their body in unique ways, they'll add resistance training and it makes a huge difference. Think about that if you're trying to build muscle mass in areas of your body, add higher weight, lower rep. Focus on that, doing four to five reps, reverse pyramid training. Now I typically take two to three minute rest in between my sets. So I'll lift on the bench. Then when I change the weight, it's another two minutes. I give my body time to rest and kind of recover in between those sets. I'm not looking to do some sort of energy burnout type workout. I'm looking really just to recruit and, and activate the muscle and grow the muscle. So uh, I'm, I'm doing that as a process. And I can talk about this in much more detail in another video if you really want me to, but again, Work out those muscle groups. Second, eat more food. You got to eat enough food. If you don't, your hormones downregulate, your overall energy levels downregulate, you're gonna lose mass and you're just gonna suffer and not get the results that you need in the gym because you're just not 
giving your body the fuel it needs to rebuild and, and replenish and just grow at the level that you're giving the demands to. So you have to eat enough. And I recommend tracking. I've done videos on macro tracking in the past. So you can kind of know where you need to be. Um, everyone's different depending on your weight, your body type, your goals. But generally speaking, I would say if you're in this community, if you're healthy, if you have a reasonable body fat and you start training heavy, there's a high risk that you might not eat enough. And in order for you to recover well and grow and get the muscle and the physique that you want, you're probably going to have to add protein to this mix and increase your intake there. And lastly, it's proper nutrient timing. So thinking about if you're, if you're someone like me who wants to work in the morning and get your sort of cognitive thinking stuff done first thing in the day, and then you want to transition into a more um, protein-heavy kind of lunch that preps you for a heavier workout towards the middle of the afternoon, early evening, and then that kind of prepares me for dinner where I can eat a bigger meal at dinner that kind of feeds me back from all the energy I burned in the workout. So that's kind of my general flow of how I do things. That's really what I'm focusing on right now. And again, playing around with the carb timing, pre-workout, intra-workout, adding in some exogenous ketones here and there, and just seeing how that all affects me. But so far, I'm pretty happy with the results. I've been growing, I've been getting more muscle mass. I've probably put on three or four pounds in the last couple of weeks since starting really aggressively attacking these timings and adding in more calories. I'm still trying to find the balance on what it does in terms of how I function cognitively and how it affects my day because I don't want to be doing this to a point where I'm constantly eating food all day long. It's just exhausting at that point. I want to find that sweet spot where I can go to the gym two, three times a week. I can eat effectively two to three meals a day and then I can get the results that I want and build the physique I want for the long term. Hope that was helpful. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me on all this content. I know it's been kind of more of an informational dump, if you will, on some of these more theoretical thoughts. I think it's super valuable to focus on this stuff and I, I want to continue to kind of focus on building the physique because I think it's not just about aesthetics, it's really about long-term performance and really getting athletically where we want to be. And that is going to fuel longevity and our overall vitality and our overall life quality. So if you made it this far, thank you so much. Hit that like button, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think. Um, share me some of your, your best tips, some of your experiences with things like this. And I will see you on the next one. See you.